Welcome to this week's episode of True Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your host, Rhea. Welcome back to, what is this now, season three? Season three. <laughs> season three, our one week break. I know. <laughs> Big deal. But uh, new things are coming this season, though, as we promised. Yeah, we're going to try out some new things. So hopefully you're excited about that. Hopefully you enjoy it. You know, see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Indeed. Give us that feedback, man, on our Insta. Anyway, so as our recent always, at least, we're going to start out with our week updates because I feel like, at least for me, I've been doing a lot. So <laughs> uh, I think we have some stuff to talk about. So, Drea, how's your week been? Um, My week's been okay. I probably don't have as much to talk about as you, but I did do a few things this past week. So mm-hmm. I went to Disneyland. Well, I didn't go to Disneyland. I went to California Adventure, Disney's California Adventure. Right. Um, And that was quite the excursion. So we went on a Tuesday and I went with my friend Duke, my former boss, as I've mentioned Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Um, And he's like a Disney fanatic. So he's definitely like on top of um, like, how do I even say this? Okay. So like basically long story short, like they just, they just opened Avengers campus and there's like a new ride on it called like web slingers or whatever. And to get on the ride, like you can't just walk on the ride. Like you have to like get in a queue on the app and like get a boarding pass to get on the ride okay and so they only open the queue up twice a day and so if you don't get it like you're not going on the ride oh that sucks so he was like doing a ton of research on like how to make sure that you get it you know and he was like sending me videos and it was like this this girl like saying like okay like 15 minutes before like 7 a.m you have to like restart your phone like close all your apps and then like have the app open and like refresh, refresh every, like the second it turns seven, like refresh and like join the boarding group or whatever. And Restart so you're- Make a human sacrifice, you know? Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like spin around three times, clap your hands, like literally. Um, so we're like going in the car to Disneyland. Cause he's like, I want to get there when it opens and I want to leave when it closes. And I'm just like- Wow, it's uh, a big day. I'm deaf. I was definitely like, um, I mean, I'll try, but chances are I'm gonna like peace out early. Like I'll have Aaron come pick me up, you know. And I like told him ahead of time. I was just like, I'm not committing to a whole day. Anyway, so we're on the way to Disneyland. I have like the phone open. The girl in the back, she's like literally on like the world clock app, and mm-hmm. she's like checking, um, you know, like the like the time whatever and like telling me like okay like one second two seconds whatever Mm -hmm. uh the second it turns eight o'clock the second it turns or seven o'clock sorry the second it turns seven o'clock she tells me I refresh it I join the boarding group and like literally there was probably like one extra second that happened between her telling me and me doing it and we're already in like boarding group 55 oh lord <laughs> and i was like how <laughs> how <laughs> we got it but i was like how <laughs> and so like we didn't get to go on it till like uh midday which is fine but i was just like oh my god like this is an impossible like basically if you're not ready the second it opens you're not going on this ride right yeah so it was really cool so have you been on a uh, toy story mania before or, like buzz Lightyear's yeah. ride okay yeah. You know how it's like, uh, like guns and like a mm-hmm. 3D screen, you like shoot at it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So web singers is kind of like that. But instead of having a gun, you literally just use your hands and you like shoot webs with your hands like this. And like the screen registers your body movement and like the screen shoots like where you're pointing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I was like, future (laughs) (laughs) technology. (laughs) So it was really cool. Like it was a cool ride, but like it was, my shoulders were dying afterwards. Like I was like, you know, shooting so fast, like I was dying, Um, but it was fun regardless. I also went on and you're going to be so proud, Alex, because you know, I don't like it. I went on Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. Uh, so I'm a little bit salty because like a couple of years ago, and we may have mentioned this before on the co- podcast, but a couple of years ago, we went to uh, Knott's Berry Farm together and you wouldn't go on Supreme Screen with me. Yeah. And this is basically the equivalent to doing that at Disney. So I'm just kind of like, I'm happy for you, proud <laughs> of you, but also, dude, TFTI. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Are you really missing out? Because that was the last ride I did. And then I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm like, I feel sick. I'm done. I'm at my wit's end. 
I'm done with it. So <laughs> what time was that at? Okay. So that was at, um, uh, probably like around seven. It's probably See, around seven. That's like 12 hours or whatever, you know, at the park or something. That's a good yeah. day. That's a solid day. Like, I think that's probably a rational time to just call it quits anyway. It was reason like, like it was almost too much. Like it was almost mm-hmm. going too long. But I was like, I'm going to try to troop it out for as long as possible. But here's the thing. It was so hot. And on top of that, like nobody was wearing their masks. They were at full capacity. And I was like, hell no, with this Delta variant. So I was like wearing my mask the whole time. It's hot. Like I was dying. Mm-hmm. And so by the time seven rolled around, I was like, okay, I can no longer like, you know, be a team player. I'm peacing out. So mm-hmm. I call Aaron. He gets there like maybe 30 minutes later and mm-hmm. we leave around like 745. Mm-hmm. And when we leave, there's like n- no traffic. Nobody's leaving the park. Not a big deal. Like I was like, okay, this is awesome. Um, and I kind of felt bad because the park closed at nine and I was basically leaving at eight. And so I was like, oh, there's like one more hour. Like maybe I could have just stuck it out, but I was like, eh, like whatever. I don't want to. It's fine. Yeah. So I left. And then the next day Duke calls me and he's just like, oh my God. He was like, honestly, like you made the right call because I guess like they stayed there until closing road guardians another time or something like that road in credit coaster another time. I don't know. They left after closing left with like all these people, all this traffic, they get in the car, they're driving home. Um, like one of the girls is like, Hey, can we get like, food at in and out whatever and he's like okay so he goes to in and out he's tired the girls the girls who are with him like they're all they're like younger than us they're like in college mm-hmm. and so like they're like high energy like screaming in the car he's literally sitting in the driver's seat like oh my god like I'm over it you know like when you're so right. tired and people are being loud you're just like shut yeah. up mm-hmm. and so he's like over it the in and out line takes like 45 minutes Ooh. they finally get their food go home and he texts me and he's like I barely got home at 11 50 at night I was Yikes. like <laughs> I was like oh no I made the right call <laughs> oh absolutely well 12 hours was enough time it's plenty of time especially considering that you know we're all California natives so like getting to the park obviously like the park has been closed for a while and that's been you know been that so it's exciting to go back but at the same time like you have opportunity to go. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it was unfortunate that they don't have like the season passes. So like, I feel like that was a little bit more reason I felt like, Oh, I need to get my money's worth out of it. Versus if I had a pass, I'd be like, let's go for like five hours and then leave, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was fun regardless. That was really cool. I, and like to touch on Avengers campus a little bit more, they had some really cool things. Like they had um, like a sanctum where like Dr. Strange comes out of and it's like, it's really Mm -hmm. sick. They have um, like an animatronic Spider-Man that flies through the air and like it's it's sick because you, you don't even know it's animatronic but you just think it's the actual like actor. Mm. Um, they also have like um, like a PIM particles like lab or whatever it's like okay and they like serve food and there's like a whole bar and like it's sick. So mm. like Avengers Campus two thumbs up for me. I think it's cool. I hope that they incorporate more rides though. Okay. Mm. That was my spiel on Disneyland. And then just one other thing that was significant that I did this past week, I went down and I visited my friend, Danielle, who's been a guest on this podcast before I in San Diego. I saw that on your Instagram story. That must've been fun. It was really fun. I went over on Friday, stayed the night till Saturday. Um, on Friday, we like went out, had lunch, and then she wanted to take me to this bar, but like, cause they had happy hour or something, but like, it was like an hour later. So we're like, oh, yeah, let's pass the time, da, da, da. So we're just, like, kind of walking around North uh, North Park. That's where we were. And, like, going into little stores or whatever. And we go into, and when we were, like, eating, Danielle had told me, she was like, hey, do you watch 90 Day Fiance? And I was like, no. That show <laughs> is absurd, by the way. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, I do not watch 90 Day Fiance. She's like, oh, but do you know who Big Ed is? And I'm just like, yes, I know who Big Ed is from all the memes. How can you not know? Um so she's like, oh, he lives in North Park. Like, apparently sometimes people see him. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And she's like, yeah, Hector, her like boyfriend. She's like, yeah, Hector's seen him before, but like, I've never run into him. And I'm like, oh, well, la-di-da, whatever. So we're literally talking about that. Then we like go to the stores, go to another one. And then like 
backtrack to like another store and when we backtrack we're just like oh like what's this random store let's just go in it and we go in the store and as we're in that store we look out the door and danielle's like oh my god that's big ed and he was literally standing right there at the door entrance and we were like we manifested this into the universe right now i feel like you're gonna have to send me a meme of that because like I don't know who you're talking about. Yes, you do, Alex. It's the guy who like has literally no chin. Like it's just neck to head and he's like short and fat. You'll have to, sh- you'll have to send it to me. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt you. I probably have seen something before with him in it, but I'm just like, nothing is coming to mind right now. Okay. I'll send you it. But like, yeah, he's nasty. And like, so we saw him we're like, Oh, I like put him on my story. I was like, I'm dead. Anyway. So then like we went to, um, the bar we had some drinks it was really fun we caught up on like a bunch of things um and then that night we started like started forcing her to watch <laughs> I started forcing her to watch that one documentary that I only had you watch the last episode of because you came over when we were watching the last episode but um the last dance the Jordan documentary oh right yeah and she was like throwing a fit she was like I don't want to watch this I don't like basketball I don't like sports da 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 And I was like, but it's not even about the same spiel I gave you. I was like, it's not even about basketball. It's just so good. And her boyfriend who had like started seeing the documentary and then stopped because like, I don't know why he was like, no, like, you know, it's good. Like, and we were saying how like uh, Jordan's like universally loved. So she has to like him and all this stuff. And it was funny. And so she like starts watching it. And then like one thing leads to another. We're like five episodes in and like one go. And she's like, okay, I need to know what happens. I'm like, I told you. Uh, so that was fun spent the night and then the next day she did like a lot of like self-care appointments so like I was like following her around she like got a spray tan because today's her birthday mm. and so she, she's like going to Mexico and so like that was fun well I mean when this come out it won't be her birthday but when well I mean if this. she listens to it this is my way of telling her because I don't think I have her number so oh, okay yeah well she'll she'll hear it um but yeah that was pretty much it I just visited my friend uh, I've been in quarantine since because I've been around people and I don't want to like spread any unnecessary germs. So I, me and Aaron have been sleeping separately <laughs> and I've been like wearing my mask in my own house. Hmm. So that's been interesting, but yeah, what's going on with you, Alex? You've had a busy week too. Yeah, I've had quite the busy week. Um, so let me think back where I should start here. So last Wednesday, I went to medieval times with Michael and some of his friends. I was meeting some of his friends for the first time. Uh-huh. And I've never been to medieval times before. I've been to the pirate counterpart mm-hmm. that they have like across the street. Yeah. And, Which I mean, is really was... funny because you went to the pirate counterpart with an ex-boyfriend and now you went to medieval times with Michael. Yeah, I know. That what's is up funny. With, what's up with your boyfriends taking you to these like themed restaurants? <laughs> I will say I think that uh in this case it was one of his friends that wanted to go to medieval times because like they're down visiting from Sacramento I believe okay that's such a specific like I don't okay no no shade because like I've never been in medieval medieval times I'm sure it was really cool but like that's such a random place to want to go when you're visiting one thing that I don't think that you typically appreciate or that you would appreciate about medieval times is like they really get into like the theme of it right so you're eating your entire meal so like there's it, it's you know a couple courses so there's soup in like a little bowl thing and then uh chicken with some sides and a dessert but for the most part you're eating it all with your hands oh god no there's no, no, no utensils no 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 no, no. <laughs> that is a big x on my places <laughs> to go <laughs> i thought that it would be for you it's not that way like, the pirate one okay but, but at the it, medieval times specifically. I don't remember it at least being that way at the pirate one, which I've been to that one at least twice. No, I would, if anything, I would take my own utensil set. Yeah. So like, you know, part of it is like roasted chicken. So you're literally like tearing it apart and stuff. Yeah. So that's really funny. Interesting. Um, what was really hilarious to me was that like, so we're sitting in like kind of the, the nosebleeds, I guess, of that area, which they're not like nosebleeds and I would say like there's only like I don't know eight rows or something so it's not like that far away from like the main arena area which you're basically watching a bunch of like horse tricks and stuff like they're jousting like that's the main event basically is jousting seeing which knight you know is the top knight or whatever yeah 
And it turns out we discover pretty quickly as the horses come out that uh, Michael remembers he's allergic to horses. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Go on. So he's like... It's a random allergy. Well, it, he's allergic to cats too. I mean, he's allergic to some animals, I guess. Oh, that's unfortunate. I felt really bad for him. Like, I would pass him like my napkins and stuff because he was having... He was having a whole fit. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it was fun though. It was really cool and meeting his friends is cool. They're all really nice people. Mm-hmm. So that's really fun. Um, so that was a good night. And then the next day I left for Oregon. So Thursday to Sunday, I was uh, in Oregon, which was really fun. I got to visit my friend from high school, Sarah. And then, well, so we started out, she picked me up in Portland because I flew into Portland. We actually had some ramen in Portland, which made me happy because like the night before you would hit me up for ramen. I'm just kind of like my dude. <laughs> killing me we actually didn't even get ramen that night but i did get it like two nights ago or yesterday i got it yesterday mm. from aji son too i'm gonna kill you <laughs> okay sorry continue with your organ i'm story. so salty with you right now. <laughs> anyway so uh got some ramen in portland and then drove out to corvallis which is where she lives so that's like a couple of hours away from portland it's uh the college town where oregon state university is actually Mm. Uh, she works and i'll tell you what oregon is beautiful oregon is beautiful i've been there it's amazing it's a little too a lot too hippy dippy for me oh well anything uh, anything is hippy dippy for you alex that's not completely true i think that i have a certain like level of tolerance threshold you have a threshold you're like la it's enough (laughs) yeah yeah um so yeah that was fun um hanging out in Corvallis uh, we went to Newport which is a like a be- little beach town okay so that was really cool because like Oregon coast is a lot different than California coast because basically you know the forest ends and then there's the sand sort right. of deal mm-hmm. so, like, that's really cool although the area that we were at in Newport wasn't exactly like that like I went over these sand dunes but the thing is is like I wasn't thinking I guess like when I got dressed for that day and I was wearing tennis shoes. Okay. I was wearing my Adidas like to the beach. That was probably a bad choice. Right. So like we're hiking through these dunes whenever to get to like the beach. And I'm just kind of like, oh, this isn't working. I'll just take off my shoes. And I'll take you tell you what. The sand was burning. Oh God. I hate burning that. my feet. Yeah. So eventually we make it out to over the dunes to like the actual beach area. And like we basically like fast walk to the water because at this point like the beach is the be- the sand is really burning our feet mm-hmm. and the ocean like the ocean down here is cold but the ocean up there is really cold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like you're only able to stay in that for a certain amount of time although like with the way that there are like waves and like currents are like there's some like standing water with like some kind of like raised sand in the middle so like the standing water actually is a little bit warmer because it's been warmed by the sun mm-hmm but one really freaky thing that I was observing that Sarah had pointed out to me, which I kind of wish she hadn't, because then I was like really fixated on afterwards, especially like how you know how I feel about the ocean. So there's yeah. that. Uh-huh. But like, she's like, oh, yeah. So you see every time the waves come in, it looks like it's bringing in rocks, but those aren't rocks. Those are sand crabs. Oh, OK. So like not just like five sand crabs. It's like 15 sand crabs. Oh, no, no, no. I would be like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) So yeah, like as the waves, like the waves are coming into the shore, like you could see the sand crabs like in the water and they're like probably the size of like a a half dollar coin. Mm -hmm. They're big, bigger than any sand crabs I've ever seen. I mean, as soon as like creatures are involved with the ocean, I'm like, I'm out. (laughs) Right. So the good thing is, is like, you know as the water like kind of thins out a little bit like they're just diving into the sand so it's not like they're all over you or whatever mm-hmm. but i was like eat thyself away from me <laughs> that's fine I want no part of the sand crabs feel that we, we eventually uh go back to the car and my feet my feet were pretty toasty by the end of that mm-hmm. like i'm a little bit concerned that i was gonna have blisters actually oh, god did you no i didn't it turned oh, out to be just fine i did 
Okay, so this is one trend that I've been keeping an eye on for a while, and I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but I ended up participating in it when I was there. Oh, no. I bought two pairs of Birkenstocks. Oh, okay. I have literally been hovering over purchase in my, like, Birkenstock Birkenstock cart. Yeah, dude. So I am with you, actually. I I am like this close to pulling the trigger on purchasing some. Here's the thing, and this is not to dissuade you at all, because from what every Birkenstock wearer tells me, like they swear like their firstborn child's life upon it, basically, uh-huh. that they're the most like comfortable shoes you'll ever wear. Uh-huh. However, you have to really invest in breaking them in. Yeah. I mean, like, like any other leather shoe. I would say to an even greater point really really have you ever tried them on no dude listen to this so like it already kind of like has ridges in it because like you know I was looking at them in the store and I was kind of like testing out like the sole of it and whatever like it's really firm it mm-hmm. is super firm mm-hmm. so like when you first put them on it feels like you're standing on rocks Oof. and the whole point of it is that like you wear them for like maybe an hour or whatever Mm-hmm. for like two weeks and it molds to your foot uh, okay it ends up making it super comfortable mm-hmm. in the meanwhile it's, it's kind misery. of painful yeah totally how does it compare to breaking in rainbows i never had rainbows actually uh i just broke in a pair of rainbows and let me tell you it was not fun right so i imagine that it probably is something like that if not maybe a little bit worse okay because like that, that was particularly uncomfortable for me um one thing that apparently is a pro tip for this whole situation is to wear socks while you're breaking them in oh that makes sense yeah that way your like foot's not chafing against the leather yeah or else you might get blisters if you wear them for too long yeah that was an issue i had with my rainbows which i'm just kind of like that's a pretty high cost for breaking an issue i feel but mm. then i guess i can't really criticize because i bought two pairs yeah because I couldn't decide between two colors that I wanted. What are they? What like what's the style? Can you explain it or not really? I feel like they're the you know pretty typical ones that have like the two buckle things going across. Yeah. You know, straps. So uh, that the, I got the synthetic ones. I didn't want to get the leather or the pleather ones, mostly because I feel like you know with how hot it gets down here, like that kind of makes like the material kind of like too pliable. I feel. I feel that. And then. You know, what if it like rains or something or I step in a puddle? Like, I don't want to deal with that with leather or pleather. Sure. Or not leather, not pleather, suede. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want the suede, yeah. I wanted the suede so ones, but. I ended up getting the synthetic and it looks pretty good. Um, mm. You can also actually get vegan ones. Ooh, that's interesting. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, so my, cu- sorry, go ahead. That's just an option. That's oh. what I was going to say. I was just going to say really fast. My cousin, Sarah, mm-hmm. she is you know a mountainous yeah, person and know, every time every time that i'm like oh i think i want to get birkenstocks she's like stop don't get birkenstocks get tevas <laughs> just like but they're ugly <laughs> yeah actually that was like one of the things that i my friend was like because i was we were talking about like how we need to like get better shoes or whatever for like beachy mm-hmm. sort of things like that like i call them adventure sandals uh-huh and she's like, oh, yeah, like, me and my boyfriend, we just got Chivas and whatever. So, like, you should look into those. That's actually why we're in the store. But then we ended up getting distracted by Birkenstocks. Yeah. Well, because what I want are Chacos. Oh, Chacos. Oh, yeah, my cousin's also about Chacos. Yeah, I would rather have those than the other ones. But they didn't have a good selection of either, really. So mm. I was looking at Birkenstocks instead. So I ended up kind of getting, like, this grayish, like, brown color, which is pretty cute. And then I ended up getting white so like Ooh, the accents and like choice. stuff in white and it was kind of like it looks really good and like my friend and the saleswoman were just like yeah that like that totally goes with your style mm-hmm. i'm just like man they're gonna get so dirty so fast yeah they are but i mean just take care of them it'll be fine yeah so uh i've already started breaking in one pair but i haven't started in on the white pair yet but also it's only been a couple days and it's kind of like i think breaking in two pairs is gonna be a little bit difficult it's gonna take a while for sure so I'll probably just focus on the one first, find the Sounds best like way fun. to do it, and then do the white ones. But anyway, uh, so I did that. Um, yeah, just went out, you know, kind of taking the sights, all that stuff. The trees mm-hmm. up there are really beautiful, and they're, you know, a lot different than what we have around here. So it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. 
um, really just got a good chance to catch up with a friend because Sarah and I, since we graduated, haven't had an extended amount of time to spend together. Mm-hmm. Like just like dinner or lunch here or there, really. Mm-hmm. So got to, you know, spend an extended period of time together. I got to meet her boyfriend. He's really cool. And uh, got to see my friend Amanda from high school as well, which I hadn't seen her since her wedding five years ago. And before that, hadn't seen her for a couple of years, like for another four years since we had graduated from high school. So got to, you know, spend some time with her as well, which is really cool. She lives right outside of, well, she lives in Portland technically, but it's like outside of the downtown like suburb, old the downtown like big city area mm-hmm. or lives in the suburbs. Got to meet her child as well, her son. Yeah cute super cute yeah he's uh he's just like about a week older than my nephew so that was cool then came back to california and have been have been busy ever since work because you know all the new job stuff to do so it's been a crazy time and super busy but it's a good kind of busy you know absolutely yeah new new is better than nothing you know right absolutely um and then this i have some exciting stuff coming up actually I have a I'm going to that Dodgers game that I think I told you about before fun and and then on Saturday we're celebrating my nephew's first birthday Mm. oh my gosh how time flies I know because his birthday is actually uh on Friday okay celebrating on Saturday but celebrating on Saturday and I'll tell you what on Sunday he learned how to walk Oh my god! I didn't little milestones. I've only seen the video of it, so I haven't seen him walk in person yet. Right, but I'll be seeing it. I imagine. I love it. That's so cute. I'm yeah. Happy. So yeah, it's crazy to think that he's walking already. I'm just kind of like, you were born yesterday. Please stop. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thanks. Ugh. He's such a great kid. But anyway, so we can move on to the meat of this podcast because I feel like we spent a minute like we usually do on the week update so <laughs> it's like an hour just week update right Drea take it away okay guys so as we said season three we want to incorporate some new uh fun little things so one of the things that we're trying to do is like uh like basically one of us will pick a topic and enlighten the other person on the topic through the podcast okay. <laughs> so drum roll the topic we are talking about today, Alex, is who killed JFK? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I don't know anything about, so I couldn't even begin to speculate. So here we go. Here we go. Okay. Tell me the whole thing. Okay, so I'm going to start off by giving you some background, which obviously if you're anyone who's anyone in America, you should know basics, but let me mm-hmm. go into a little bit of detail. Okay. Sure. So on November 22nd in 1963, shortly after 12 p.m. noon, JFK was shot as he rode through a motorcade in Dallas, Texas, the downtown area. I think it's called Mm -hmm. Dealey Plaza. Um, Mm -hmm. They were preparing for his next presidential campaign, and he was confident that he was going to win re-election in 1964. So this is part of his, like, uh, initiative to regain, like, the Texas vote, because I think it was, like, not great. Uh, okay. Campaign trail. Sure. Campaign trail. Exactly. So they use the tour to focus on themes of like education, national security, and world peace, mm-hmm. which is ironic. And then when they were in his car, he he was driving in a Lincoln that had a top, but I think it was like a removable, like it was a convertible. So right, when they yeah. were driving, the top was down. His wife, Jackie Kennedy at the time, now Jackie Onassis, was with him. Um, and they had just lost their baby Patrick in August. So this is November. So they had literally just lost their baby like a month or two prior. Um, August, September, October, two, three, two, three months prior. I don't know. Anyways. um, (laughs) And here's the thing. So while they were there, there had been a group of extremists, like vocally, uh, that contributed to political tensions in Texas and like the week prior or the month prior, sorry, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations named, oh God, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, Adelaide Stevenson was attacked physically by them. Mm. And he had told Kennedy, hey, don't go. And so Kennedy went, uh, gunfire ensued as the motorcade passed the Texas School Book Depository and he was hit in the back of the neck and his head slumped forward in reaction to being hit in like the throat 
And that's when he was shot in the head. Right. Yeah. And so like one of those bullets like went through him. I think it was the neck one went through him and actually hit the governor of Texas who was sitting behind him. Mm. And so after this happened, nothing could really be done. Like literally it was just like a one or well two and done, I guess shot. And they called a Catholic priest to administer the last rites. And at 1 PM he was pronounced dead. And so fun fact, uh, JFK was the first Catholic president. (laughs) And then Biden's the second. (laughs) So that's wild. Really? Those are the only two? Yeah, those are the only two. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, because like you point out, right, that like, you know, most Americans know about this in some sense, like Uh just from, you know, being alive, I guess. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure they probably like maybe teach on it in like history classes. I know that, you know, like our parents were around that time or like our aunts and uncles and stuff around that time. So like that's, you know, who really remembers it? Because I think I remember like in a history class like one project we had to do is like we had to like ask some of some living relative that we had like uh what were they doing when jfk got assassinated or whatever. oh really something like that it was that like would one be, of those big things that would be a very challenging thing for me to do if i was like in that class because my dad had been in the united states for one year when this occurred and my mom had not was not in the united states so like nobody in my family would be here (laughs) well to you know lend some you know something else to that my dad would have been three years old and my mom wasn't even born Mm, geez yeah but at least you'd have relatives like all my relatives are in mexico so i wouldn't even have anybody yeah yeah but anyway (laughs) i mean yeah i had i had aunts who were old enough to probably remember that yeah anyway anyway okay I didn't know about the the kid though. Yeah. So I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into it more, but this is just, this first section is just like background information, mere facts. Um, I have two more or like three more little things to say, and then we can discuss further, but okay. So the governor who was shot or not shot, but like the bullet hit him while it went through Kennedy, he recovered uh, LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was vice president. He took office at 2.38 p.m. So he took the oath like very shortly after. Right. And then less than an hour earlier, the police arrest less than an hour earlier from I think uh LBJ being sworn in, Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested by police mm. for quote unquote. Well, actually I'll get into that in a minute. But Lee Harvey right. Oswald was arrested. Okay. Any yeah. comments, questions before we move on? Well, I mean you commented on the amount of time like it took between you know when he died and when lbj was sworn in but i'm just like i feel like that you know makes sense like that's like the main one of the main duties of the vice president should something happen to the president just like hey man you're next yeah i mean like it makes sense like we can't go without a president you know but it's still like jesus like we didn't even have a minute to breathe right i mean yeah so i I mean i just stayed at the time he okay so lbj was actually in the motorcade with jfk he was in a few cars behind yeah that makes sense i mean if it's on the campaign trail i feel like the vice president wouldn't be that far behind yeah anyway okay continue thank you so i'm now gonna give a little bit of background on oz uh lee harvey oswald sure so he was a former u.s marine he was placed in juvenile detention at the age of 12 for truancy Mm-hmm. And a psychiatrist dubbed him emotionally disturbed for lack of a normal family life. Hmm. Not great things. Uh, <laughs> so he supposedly, obviously, he supposedly shot Kennedy from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes later from when Kennedy was shot, a Dallas police officer, J.D. Tippett, on the street ran into a movie theater and arrested. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me start that over. So 45 minutes after JFK was shot, a police officer in Dallas, JD Tippett, like confronted Oswald on the street and Oswald shot him, killed him, and then ran into a movie theater where he was then arrested for that police officer's murder. So he wasn't originally arrested for JFK's murder. He was arrested for that officer's murder. Mm -hmm. And so while they arrested him then he was charged for jfk's murder mm-hmm. two days later he was shot 
by a local nightclub owner, Jack Ruby, on live television in the basement of the Dallas police headquarters and died. Mm. So mm. that is a lot to take in all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. are your initial thoughts coming into this? Well, I mean, I'd be interested to see or to hear, you know, what ended up connecting him to the, the JFK crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was so unhinged, then I guess it's not like outside the realm of reason that like he would shoot a cop, mm-hmm. you know, so crazy or whatever. Right. I also kind of wonder just a little bit like, you know, because like you can look at like documentation of like what defines someone as insane, like in the past. Right. And, and there was a really lot of like up to today. Right. Like there was a lot of oversimplification of things and a lot of, you know, stuff that really doesn't actually make you crazy right yeah like, you to- could, like I think that it might have been your sister or something who posted something on Facebook about like what people could be committed for in the past I don't mm-hmm. know if it's your sister but I kind of feel like it was and um like the one of them was like a uh you could commit your wife if she was overly zealous in her religious practices Oh yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if Danielle posted that, but it sounds like something she would, but I do remember like reading things about that, like how you could commit your wife for like the most like ridiculous things. Then it might be Danielle just because we both, I feel like we both saw the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That might've been your sister, but anyway, so point being is that like, you know, obviously the sixties wasn't that long ago, Mm -hmm. but I'd be kind of interested to see like what his like diagnosis would have been like if he was evaluated like around today's time where I feel like things might've been a little bit more precise. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I like, to me, I'm just kind of like, it all sounds suspicious, but like, I'd want to hear the further evidence if there is any about what connects them specifically to JFK's assassination and not just the murder of this cop. Okay. So, well, I do have a little bit of information on why they basically like have pinned it on him. Mm -hmm. And so he was recently hired by the Texas school book depository. He was working there and apparently he was seen leaving that building like around the same time. And he was the only worker who was not accounted for in the building. Mm. so Mm. i don't know but like there's no definitive proof but those are the reasons that they're just like it's him okay but let me move on to the official report Mm -hmm. and the case is still not closed (laughs) (laughs) so it's an open case um dallas had a reputation for political violence and like i said jfk was warned not to go the Secret Service had rendered the motorcade route dangerous, being that the high-rise architecture of downtown Dallas, like, you know, posed a lot of threats for, like, you know, sniping situations, and they felt like they were sitting ducks. Mm-hmm. And Kennedy's popularity in the city was excessively low. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that contribute, and that might have contributed to the occurrences. Mm-hmm. And so before I move on to, I actually have, like, conspiracies on what a lot of people think could have actually happened Mm -hmm. but before i move on to that i'm going to talk a little bit about the kennedy curse have you heard of this you know i've heard that phrase before so i'm sure that once you explain it i'll be like oh yeah that's right but yeah i well i think it might be that if i remember correctly it might be that kennedys don't live past a certain age or something yeah so you're like right in it so basically it's a series of premature deaths accidents and other calamities involving the members of the family Right. Because the Kennedys are a pretty famous family. They're a pretty famous family. Exactly. So I'm going to go through a list. Uh, Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve occurrences. And there's more, but these are like the main ones that I'm just going to mention. Right. So in 1944, Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. died when the BQ-8 aircraft he was piloting accidentally exploded over England. Accidentally. Accidentally. (laughs) <laughs> uh, 1948 so that's 44 yeah 48 kathleen kennedy died in a plane crash in france okay 1963 patrick Bouvet kennedy who is the son of kennedy died of infant respiratory distress syndrome two days after his premature birth super you know sad what? that does sound so familiar actually yeah 
1963, JFK was assassinated. 1968, Robert F. Kennedy, who was his brother, was shot was uh, shot in the Ambassador Hotel in L.A. on the night of his victory in the California Democratic presidential primary. He mm-hmm. died the next day. Uh, 1984, David A. Kennedy died of a drug overdose. 97, Michael Lemoyne Kennedy died in a skiing accident. 99, JFK Jr. died when the plane he was piloting crashed into the Atlantic. 11, 2011, Kara Kennedy died of a heart attack while exercising. 2012, Mary Richardson Kennedy died by suicide. 2019, Suarez, and I don't know how to say that, Suarez, Rosen Kennedy died of a drug overdose. And 2020, Maeve Kennedy McKean disappeared with her eight-year-old son during a canoe trip in the Chesapeake Bay. Her body was found four days later in the water. So, and just to go over this one more time to clarify, these are all like premature deaths. Like these are all like relatively young people. Yes, these are all like they were not, you know, they it, it had nothing to do with like their age. It was all like a young death. That's a lot. It's a lot. So definitely something something interesting happening with the kennedy family that is for sure um okay so that's the curse we talked about the actual like happenings of his assassination now i'm gonna share three conspiracy theories and there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there as to who what actually happened but i'm just gonna share three that i think are interesting so the first one is the cia conspiracy So Mm -hmm. this conspiracy assumes that the CIA had something to do with his assassination and an investigator found out that the CIA, that CIA agent, David Atlee Phillips was involved with Oswald prior to the assassination Mm -hmm. and the U S army intelligence officer and national security agents agency executive assistant, John M Newman found evidence that both the CIA and FBI tampered with the files that Lee Lee Harvey Oswald had before and after the assassination event. Hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and they also withheld information that Oswald may pose a threat in Dallas. Okay. Thoughts. Okay. So I feel like this is one of those things like we've entered a realm in which I it's not necessary not necessarily that I don't think something like this can happen because I do think that there are corrupt people out there mm-hmm. you know and in like even government agencies I 100% do believe that mm-hmm. that's something that you know for my own peace of mind I don't want to believe in that much because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you like to think that the people running the country care about (laughs) who you know is supposed to be like protecting you and protecting the country you don't want to think that they're doing something shady yeah i totally hear you you know might be me burying my head in the sand or whatever but i'm just kind of like i'd like not to take as much stock in that conspiracy theory mostly because it doesn't do me any good it doesn't make me feel better to think that way I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, it's not fun to think that like our government is, you know, plotting, but the fact that like, there is like hardcore evidence from like the army intelligence and like secret agency, national secret agency mm-hmm. that like they tampered with his, the Lee Harvey Oswald's files is like not painting a good picture. <laughs> no, it's not. But I will say that they're probably like, there are secrets in national security that have to remain secret, I think, for good reason. So, like, it could be one of those things, like, if it was being tampered with, we don't know really what the purpose was. It could True. be something bad. It could be something that was of national security. Yeah. I also think don't that, know. like, I also think it could be, like, maybe not necessarily that they were involved with the assassination, but maybe that like they just wanted someone to pin it on. And so they tampered with it to like make Lee Harvey Oswald look guilty, which I'm not more okay with that weirdly than I am with like the government, like, you know, plotting to kill a president. I could see why you'd say that, but either way, it's not great. No, it's not. It's (laughs) It's not a great reason. Um, Okay. So that's the CIA conspiracy. The next one is the Secret Service conspiracy. Mm. And so this one assumes that his Secret Service actually plotted against him to get him killed. What would be the motive for that? Uh, I don't know. Difference in like who they want in office. Maybe they didn't agree with him. I don't know. But let me give you the details of like why this could be somewhat believable. 
Sure. So the House Select Committee on Assassinations declared that the Secret Service was deficient in its performance of its duties. Like that was an official statement uh, mm-hmm. like proposed by the committee. The president did not receive adequate protections in Dallas. The Secret Service possessed information that was not properly analyzed, investigated, or used. And the Secret Service agents in the motorcade were inadequately pre- uh, prepared to protect the president from a sniper. Which this does go back to like that whole comment that they made that like it was, you know, they were sitting ducks that like it wasn't a good route, which if they made that declaration, how come it wasn't like, how come they didn't do something about it? You know what I mean? So my two cents on this one. I have a little bit more, but go right now. Okay. No, no, no. You just finished then. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. So, um. So some said that like the reason they didn't do that was because JFK wanted to keep the secret service like discreet and he didn't want to like make a big deal. However, like this, I don't know, like idea or like proposition is kind of like not really that valid because apparently like riding with the car down and the reduced number of police and not having agents by the rear uh, bumper of the car were not actually decisions made by Kennedy. Like that was like, decisions made. I don't know who it was made by, but it wasn't made by Kennedy. And Abraham Bolden, a White House Secret Service detail, claimed to hear a hear that like the like the Secret Service saying that they would not protect Kennedy from would-be assassins. Mm. So my whole thing about that particular conspiracy theory, well, conspiracy theories in general, right? So yeah. just like all these things is like it's really hard, I think, especially for, you know, us who weren't alive during that period of time and, uh-huh. like, have, like, that kind of context of just knowing what, you know, the temperature of the nation was at the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to buy into some conspiracy theories because it's like, well, what was the motive, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what would be the motive for them not wanting to, like, protect the president? Like, even if the person really did hear them say, like, they were going to attack, protect him from would-be assassins. Mm-hmm what would be the motive behind doing so I suppose like I think the motive of that would be important but then also I feel like that one is even less likely than the first one at least in my mind in the sense of like you know from what I understood about the time period and even like the time period a little bit in which we grew up like the very very early part of when we grew up is like I feel like a lot of people assumed that the world was a lot safer Mm. or at least at that time it kind of felt like things were a lot safer Mm -hmm. you know there wasn't like such strenuous you know requirements to get on a plane like you could walk someone to the gate yeah you Mm -hmm. know so and people didn't lock their front doors and like all this whatever so I can easily see someone being like even if there was like some chatter about like oh this might be a concern in this area I could see it being like well no let's not make a big deal out of it like it's going to be fine blah 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 like I think that there was a lot of assumptions in the past about like things being more safe than maybe they were Mm -hmm. so I can kind of see like that sort of thing happening and like not wanting to make a big spectacle of the secret service and like yeah probably keeping them discreet because they are the secret service Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. the in your face service yeah I mean I'm with you like I don't necessarily think that this is the conspiracy that I put the most weight into but it is an interesting thought considering like that the secret service did say like this isn't a safe route like there's a lot of opportunity for snipers and yet they like just went on with it you know what I mean right I mean and I can't like just go making arbitrary comments necessarily about like the policies like today as far as like campaign trail stuff goes because Mm -hmm. obviously like I don't know anything about it so Mm -hmm. I can't really make too many comments but I'd kind of be interested to see like you know, what is our current policies, like, protecting, like, you know, those campaigning Yeah. for that stuff, like, or, you know, the president who's running again, you know, and doing their own campaigning, like, what kind of protection is given to them now? Mm -hmm. Because I don't see walls the secret service, you know, Mm -hmm. in all the televised stuff. Mm -hmm. So what protections are they getting? Yeah, I mean, all good questions. I mean, I'm sure that there is like protocol and like sure. obviously us civilians, like I'm not sure. what we know. But exactly. yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's not my favorite conspiracy theory, but I'm like, it's interesting nonetheless. Hmm. Um, okay, so I'm actually going to move into the third one, the last one that I have. And this one is the one that for me is the most like mm, <laughs> interesting. Um, and it is the Lyndon B. Johnson conspiracy theory. Ah, uh, so he wanted the throne, so he 
<laughs> so let me let me get in let me get into it so right. there was like a lot of I guess like general knowledge that LBJ disliked the Kennedys apparently oh, really yeah and so he feared that he was going to be dropped from the Democratic ticket in 1964 election and this was later confirmed by the president's personal secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, that like they were going to drop LBJ. Mm. And so um, I and I guess like there was also other things and I couldn't really find too much research on this. But apparently like LBJ had other like various scandals that he was trying to cover up and like what these scandals are specifically. I don't know. There is one that I think probably like leads into this. And I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But okay. like apparently there was like a need to cover up scandals by him. Um, there was also a smudged partial fingerprint that was in the sniper's nest in the sixth floor of that one building that mm-hmm. when they analyzed it, it was like most likely it belonged to Johnson's associate, Malcolm Wallace. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. And then also, so there's a woman named Madeline Brown and she was supposedly the mistress of LBJ. And she also implicated him in a conspiracy to kill Kennedy. So she said that he began planning his demise as early as 1960. So like that would be like shortly after they won the election together. And it involved dozens of persons that ranged from like the FBI to the mafia to prominent politicians and journalists. Mm-hmm. And LBJ arrived at a social gathering the night before the assassination at the Merchantson's mansion and told her in like a hushed, like whispered voice, the Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That is no threat. That's a promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two more things. So then uh, there's also a documentary that came out in 2006 called Evidence of Revision, where in addition to Brown, who talked about, you know, being his mistress and the things that he said to her, other of Johnson's associates voiced their suspicions of him in this documentary. And then when Oswald was dying, Dr. Charles Crenshaw was overseeing him apparently at the hospital and he received a phone call from LBJ that demanded that um, like Oswald give a deathbed confession for the accused assassination. And that, and obviously Oswald was in no condition to give a statement. So like it never ever happened, but that's like, that's speculation because there's no actual record that LBJ made that call, but that's like what the doctor claims. Thoughts. Mm. (laughs) Well, just in the, you know, basis that you gave a lot more examples, I feel like it's the most believable conspiracy theory. Mm. Mm-hmm. because i didn't feel like any of the other two had like much by way of examples mm-hmm. not that there isn't like in the known universe more examples and maybe just like you don't have all the examples because obviously we're only like a podcast that you know is listened to by our friends like some people it's not yeah, like we're, like, we're not a legitimate podcast with like a crew that could give me this information yeah <laughs> it's like me an hour before this doing research <laughs> right exactly um i think that it's an interesting theory especially since I wasn't aware that there was any sort of animosity between him and the Kennedys. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I am skeptical of anyone who pops out of the woodwork and just like, oh, I was the mistress. Here's the tell-all about this person. Mm-hmm. I'd question what their motivations are. Yeah, 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 totally. The- that sounds like a really good way to get famous and make a buck. Totally. And especially if like, maybe they like broke it off, like on not good terms, like maybe she's trying to like get revenge. So I'm with you on that. The thing that kind of gets me is like that documentary that came out with like a lot of his associates being like, oh no, like we're suspicious of him. Like that kind of like, I was like, mm, like, why would a bunch of people all of a sudden be like turning on him? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, make a buck. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, it's true. Like, I, I feel like I want to watch the documentary to see, like, what they're saying exactly. And then one thing, you know, obviously we don't really know what his motivations were and anything that he, he said or did not say because in something that sounds kind of gossipy, I kind of question the validity of, like, what he actually said and how it was taken out of context because I think everything, you know, if you take things out of co- proper context, then a lot of things can be misconstrued. Right. Um, but I would say that uh man i lost my train of thought for a second what what was i gonna say (laughs) like i will say that i don't know (laughs) um oh so like you know 
and I think that this might be something that you know I know a lot of people who are like this but like if you speak in hyperbole like mm-hmm. just as a general rule like being like oh like just being kind of dramatic about things mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be fun for you like if he was a, like if Lyndon B. Johnson was the type of person to speak in hyperbole if all of a sudden he got turned around like all the things that he said like that he didn't really mean that way he was just being dramatic like it's like ah I didn't actually con- you know conspire to murder someone I was just being you know hyperbolic mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I mean like it's hard it like sucks because you never know what's gonna happen and if you're making jokes or like you know teasing about something and all of a sudden like something is relevant to it it's like oh it doesn't look good on you you know what I mean yeah I feel like this is a really bad example but I'm just going to use it anyway because it's the best example I had but like you know you for example like when you like if you ran into something that you found like really gross like you ran into like cockroach or something like oh I just wanted to kill myself yeah yeah oh yeah I always so, say like, that all the time so Literally. like documentary about you later like a bunch of people being like oh yeah she was telling you all the time that she wanted to kill herself they're like alex why don't you see the signs yeah exactly it's like (laughs) that's taken wildly like out of the actual context yeah like you're truly just being hyperbolic you don't mean that yeah i mean i'm with you it definitely like how would you possibly know if like, you know, you're saying maybe they did have some sort of like tension. And like, if he said something like, they're never going to embarrass me and I'm going to get back at them, you know, like, and you don't actually mean anything like malicious by it. You're just kind of like, you know, like two hours later, he cools off and just like, all right, well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. It's, there's a lot to consider. And like, obviously this case is open for a reason because who really knows what happened? But mm-hmm. a lot of things to ponder over, like it definitely, and I know that like LBJ, like he was the one that sent us off to the Vietnam War. Am I no, totally I wrong? You might be. I might be. I feel like, oh God, let me, hold on. We are not historians here. I would say that right now. I'm really bad when it comes to like that, that part of US history. Cause I feel like, okay, here's the thing, right? It's like doing history classes in school. You uh-huh. always start out like when the U.S. like was really like founded, you know, as a country. Well, well, you don't know, actually really kind of start when like like the span like when Columbus comes over, right? So that's like where you kind of start in the history classes. Then you keep going. Mm-hmm. I feel like once you get to the Industrial Revolution, things kind of drop off from there. Like you kind of lightly touch on the World Wars, but for the most part, you're not really getting as far as the Vietnam War in most classes. I feel. Mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't when I was in high school. Right. I never felt like we had enough time in the year to get to the Vietnam War. So I'm just like, I really don't know a lot about that, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad at, uh, (laughs) like, history. And just from looking at this really quick... um, Oh, yeah, yeah, he did send us off to Vietnam. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, well, look at me. I knew something um (laughs) i was gonna say though while i'm looking at this he so in no in november 20 on november 29th of 1963 a commission to investigate kennedy the kennedy assassination was created and johnson created a special commission chaired by chief justice earl warren to investigate the assassination so i mean something to be said that he like created a commission to investigate it but i mean it would look bad if he didn't either way you know what i mean so right. you have to regardless and I feel like it's kind of just like one of those really dangerous things like where you know especially at the time like you really want to find a culprit like you really just want the case to be closed so it's yeah. really easy to just point fingers in whatever kind of direction you want mm-hmm. as far as like oh maybe they did it maybe the CIA did it maybe you know LBJ did it yeah and I mean like I, the point I was going to make originally about the whole Vietnam thing like I know that there was like a lot that people disagreed with like LBJ's decisions, especially like with, you know, entering Vietnam and like dealing with all that like conflict. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't think LBJ was like a beloved president. <laughs> it doesn't kind of sound that way. Yeah. So, I mean, not all, all not good things on his record, but who am I? Like I had a look up to see if it was actually Vietnam during his presidency. <laughs> so what do I actually know? Right. Oh, that's funny. Well, that was an interesting little thing you got me to think about. I never thought about the Kennedy assassination that often. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to think of something that like I thought was like an interesting topic, but that I didn't think you knew about. 
No, I definitely, I'm not, that's not my area era of history that I, you know, I know a lot about, not that I know a lot about any era of history. I know, I was going to be like, what area of history do you know a lot about? <laughs> You're like the know. 2000s. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know my lifetime. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Well, that was fun, Alex. I'm like glad we did this. I'm like excited to see like what topic you come up with next time. Oh yeah, for sure. Have to think about that now. What shall I educate you on? (laughs) It's going to be really funny. Like, I feel like all the ones, I feel like all the ones that I'm going to do this season, all the ones you're going to do this season are probably going to be very like, um, depictive of our different personality types. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'm excited to see how they go. Well, because like you, you have to do something that's kind of aligned with your interests. Like that, that sort of thing aligns with your interests, whereas mine are a little bit different. Right. Yeah, so. so it'll be we'll it'll be interesting yeah all right guys well that's all we have for today i hope you had fun with us in the season three of true podcast bow, 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 bow. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week see ya Bye.